does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Driven, the number two, savelives.org is their website. As we mentioned, we continue to talk a little bit of racing and a little high school football this hour. Right now, though, enough of me. More of the star of our show. It's Network Indiana's Eddie Garrison. Thank you, Coach Lovell. It's been a pleasure to be with you this weekend in the return for season number 30 of Indiana Sports Talk. Of course, also fantastic to be with our producer, Nathaniel Finch, last night and tonight. Let's start with minor league baseball, Indianapolis Indians. Gwinnett Stripers, the fifth game of the six-game series. Howard Kelman, the synonymous voice of the Indianapolis Indians, joined us way back in the 934 segment of the show. You can catch that podcast later. But in the meantime, let's recap it. Three runs for the Stripers in the bottom of the eighth inning were all insurance because the only run that the Tribe scored was in the top of the sixth inning. In fact, they only had four hits offensively. The Tribe are six games under 500 for the entire season, 50 and 56. The Stripers are 48 and 58. They will wrap up the six-game series tomorrow afternoon. The Fort Wayne Tin Caps and the Great Lakes Loons played game five of their six-game series. They only went five innings because of some rain, and the Tin Caps just slaughtered the Loons 10-1 to in five innings. Eight runs in the first inning for the Tin Caps. They got two in the second, and they only had six hits, which makes it more outstanding and remarkable that they were able to only to score 10 runs, and that's because as a team, they walked seven times. They are 52-49 and 49 on the season. The Loons are 62-38. and 38. The South Bend Cubs and the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers were rained out this afternoon. They will pick up tomorrow for games 5 and 6, meaning they'll have a doubleheader. Game 1 of the doubleheader will start at 105. Game 2 will start a half, a half an hour after the conclusion of game number one. Major League Baseball, the Chicago White Sox, Cleveland Guardians, 7-4 was the final score with the White Sox coming out on top. But the story out of this game was the fight that happened between Jose Ramirez of the Cleveland Guardians and Tim Anderson of the Chicago White Sox. You'll get a perspective from both teams here, starting with the White Sox, Jason Benetti on NBC Sports Chicago. Adam, Oscar's throw is not in time. He just missed him at second base. This is another rocket of a throw, and now... Oh, boy. Now oh, my goodness. Here come the benches. Off we go. It started with Anderson and Ramirez. Swings being taken. Kopak had to hold him back, and everybody's spilling out here in Cleveland. Now, this could be the audio slash highlight of the century. I could be a little hyperbolic saying that, but just take a listen to Tom Hamilton, the voice of the Cleveland Guardians on the radio aspect of things, of him breaking down the fight between Ramirez and Anderson. Head first slide, safe, and in the score is Jimenez. And another hustle double, right over the bag at first. Now, Hosey and Swinging down goes Anderson. Down goes. 
gets upset about anything. They came up chewing. Anderson squared off. Posey decked him. I may make that my ringtone by the end of the night. Nonetheless, the Chicago Cubs and the Cleveland Guardians, they will wrap up their season series tomorrow afternoon from Cleveland. The Cincinnati Reds' losing streak has been extended to five games after they lost this afternoon to the Washington Nationals. 7-3 final score. The Reds are now 59-54, and and things are not looking good for them in the National League Central. And that's because both the Chicago Cubs and the Milwaukee Brewers won, which means the Cubs trail the Reds for second place by game, and the Reds are a game and a half out of first place. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Tony Donahue joins me. You know Tony Donahue from Burnout Sports. But now Fans Place app joins us with Indiana Sports Talk for nine years, studio producer for nine years. Tony, thanks so much for the call. Tell me about this new app. Well, congratulations to you on 30 years. Thanks. And I'm honored that this is my 14th straight year to make an appearance on it, dating back to 2009. And, uh, yeah, we've got a cool app that we created. It's um, it's free to play for everybody. We're anti-gambling, kind of. We, uh, we, we want to put money back into the local community, so – We've got plenty of contests from IndyCar to Colts to Pacers, um, college football, college basketball, and it's all free to play. So looking forward to heading into the football season here over the next couple of weeks. Sounds like fun. Sounds like a lot of fun. Tell me about uh, Michigan. No, no, you know what? Yeah. You're an IndyCar. Where are you? Yeah, yeah. You're you're, – yeah, so tell me about – are you in Nashville right now? Oh, I know you are. I'm I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. Oh my goodness! Are, are they ready for you? <laughs> it is. Uh, it is hot here, and it was an up and down day with the rain. Uh, the final practice got rained out. Qualifying got pushed back. Uh, the one practice that we saw today was a lot of rain, um, which it could still rain tomorrow. That's going to be the fun factor tomorrow. Is will the rain come and when will it come? It's a relatively early start from what we're used to at IndyCar. About 11.30 local time here in Nashville, 12.30 Eastern time back in Indy. And Scott McLaughlin, who has been great here in his previous two starts, started from the pole last year, was tracking down Scott Dixon late, and was about 100 feet away from passing him with a checkered flag wave and gave Dixon a win. McLaughlin had to settle for second, but he bounces back today, secures another pole position for Team Penske. McLaughlin a roll off first. Um, there's a lot of drivers starting outside of the of the top six and really even the top ten, like Joseph Newgarden, like Marcus Erickson, uh, like Christian Lungard, that have had a, a lot of success on street courses. So there's a lot of strategy that goes into the Mar race. And uh, look, we're in Nashville, but in the IndyCar world, it's became Crashville. We've seen a lot of wrecks in the first two races here. Um, mm. I think we'll see some chaos tomorrow as well. Really? Well, you know what? It's a um... It's a it's an interesting venue. You've only you know we've been around what three years, so there's a there's a lot going on. But we're at a point in the season where this is an extremely critical race for a number of people. Yeah, and this is really like the wild card race for the remainder of the season. Indianapolis next week on the road course tends to be pretty predictable. St. Louis pretty predictable at the end of the month. You think about a race where things can go awry. It's certainly Nashville. Uh, you know, you talk about Talladega and Daytona kind of being wild cards for NASCAR. 
the Indianapolis 500 and Nashville are really the two wild card races on the IndyCar schedule. And if anybody's going to catch Alex Pillow, which really Joseph Newgarden is the only person with a realistic shot, uh, it's going to have to come tomorrow. It's going to have to be Joseph Newgarden having a really good day, finishing on the podium, and something going wrong with Alex Pillow for him to even close that gap. You go back to a few weeks ago at Iowa, Joseph Newgarden wins both races. That was awesome. But you look at Alex right. Pillow, who's never, never won on an oval, starts 14th and makes his way all the way up to third. You go back three weeks ago to Toronto, Alex Pillow's wing was falling off after starting 14th and having contact, and he nursed it home to a second-place finish. So it seems like when Alex Pillow has bad days, he's still inside of the top five. So the guy's on an incredible streak. Um, now we kind of start talking about September 1st. We'll really know if he's going to go to Aero McLaren next year. Will he stay with Ganassi? Is Formula One calling? Um, but, yeah, Nashville's one of those races that things can go wrong in a hurry for anybody. Uh, and it's a 27-car field on a very thin, very narrow street course. So um, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen tomorrow. But, man, even on Alex Pillow's worst days this year, which was probably the Indianapolis 500, uh, he still finished. He still rallied back after contact mm-hmm. in the pit mm-hmm. to finish in the top ten. So it seems like whenever Alex Pillow is a bad day, it's a it, it would be a really good day for half of the field. All right, you got about a minute here. Give me a winner tomorrow. Yeah, I've been I've, I've I picked Scott McLaughlin back on Thursday. He's your pole sitter. Um, if you can keep that thing up front, he'll probably be your winner. But don't count out Colton Herta. This is a guy who's one of the top right. paid drivers in IndyCar. There's been rumors of him going to Formula One. He's got a major sponsor, hasn't won this season. Watch out for Colton Herta. Tony Donahue, the man himself. Fans, uh, I can't even read my own writing, Tony. <laughs> the fans, fans Place, place app. app. Just go to your yep. app store, go to Fans Place. Take yep. care of it. It's for a, it's a great project. It's a great concept. You need to take a look at it. Yes, sir. Appreciate it, Bob. We'll talk next week. A lot Thanks. of racing in Indianapolis right. Friday and Saturday. I'll look forward to it. Thanks, Tony. Coming up, scoreboard update with Eddie Garrison, and we'll come back and talk with Paul Condry about some high school football coming up on Indiana Sports Talk. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. With this Indiana Sports Stock scoreboard updates, I'm Eddie Garrison. Let's recap some of the Major League Baseball scores that I did not get to in the top of the hour scoreboard update. The St. Louis Cardinals were victorious today. Over the Colorado Rockies, 6-2. They are 49-63 and 63 on the season. The Rockies are 43-67. and 67. The series is now tied at a game apiece. The Cardinals lost yesterday 9-4. Some notable names offensively for the Redbirds. Tommy Edmond, he had three hits today. He drove in two runs. As did Wilson Contreras, but he only had two hits. Tyler O'Neill hit a home run. That was the only home run on the side of things for St. Louis, Ryan McMahon had a home run for Colorado. Starting for the St. Louis Cardinals today was Stephen Matz. He went six innings. He gave up one run, and he struck out six. They'll wrap up the series tomorrow afternoon. The Tampa Bay Rays and the Detroit Tigers played game two of their three-game set from Comerica Park in Detroit. Four two winners 
Where the Tigers, that means they are now 12 games under 500 at 49 and 61. The Rays, after the loss, are 67 and 46. Offensively for the Tigers, Akil Badu had two hits, including a home run, and Jake Rogers had three RBIs with two hits as well. They'll wrap up their series tomorrow afternoon as well. And the Chicago Cubs, they picked up a win today. 8-6 winners over the Atlanta Braves. Ian Happ, Dansby Swanson, and Jamer Candelario all hit homers for the Cubbies. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Under two weeks. On the 18th, we have high school football for 2023. Football's best friend is Paul Condry because, number one, he loves kids, loves coaches, loves the game, publishes the definitive book. It's called the Indiana Football Digest. It's a magazine that's out. You can get a copy, and Paul will tell you in a few minutes how to get that copy. He is the founder and creator of Regional Radio Sports Network. And in the Football Hall of Fame, the Sports Writers and Sports Casters Hall of Fame. Other than that, he doesn't do anything. <laughs> Honored to call him my friend. And Paul, congratulations on the magazine. And we are getting ready to uh, get started on another fantastic fall of high school football. Well, as always, it's been awesome. Uh, to be able to be with you. By the way, congratulations on as you embark on the 30th season of Indiana Sports Thank Talk. You. We've been doing this together for 30 years. We've been having these uh, Friday and Saturday night uh, conversations. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't understand the dynamics of uh, of all the things that we do together. It, besides just doing football, we do all kinds of stuff throughout the course of the season, whether it be college basketball or high school basketball. But, of course, you do a tremendous job as the MC of our annual football gathering at the Colts Complex, the Gritties as we call it, and so uh, it's just, I'm excited about another year. At age 66, I feel energized enough to say, hey, let's go do this thing uh, again. So, uh, And just as an FYI, just to kind of piggyback on uh, what you said right. prior to, uh, people can pick up the book at www.indianafootballdigest.com. That's the only place that you can buy it this year, www.indianafootballdigest.com. But it's uh, it's been a blast, Coach, putting this together. Got a great team, as you well know. You've, you've got yeah, to you know do. some of the people on our team, uh, you know, whether – I've been on the radio side with the legendary Mike Knezovich, but, uh, you know, Matt Copsey, Tanner Camp, just some amazing writers that we have on our team. Thrilled to be a part, and I know that you know this more than anything because you've been a head coach in the position. There's nothing better in the world than being a head coach of a team that's got great assistant coaches and great players, and I've got those all those things mm-hmm. uh, on my plate, so I'm privileged, absolutely blessed. Gives you a chance to be successful. That's the, That's the key. Another successful offering. So, we are uh, under two weeks away. Last night, obviously, um, two-week mark. So we have some scrimmages. We have some activity pointing toward the opener on the 18th. And as you look at it, and I know one of the great things about your magazine is you talk about you know, your, your primetime uh, 25 on the cover. You talk about uh, you and your staff go ahead and create rankings for all of the classes. So when you look at this, and we've talked about it before, uh, football, as a coach, from a coaching standpoint, is an incredibly demanding job, and we seem to be in a cycle of quite a bit of turnover. Is it another one of those years where we've had a lot of turnover in coaches? 
Well, I tell you what, if you turn to page uh, 390 in the uh, Indiana Football Digest, we okay. kind of I'll do that right now. That. Right. Uh, 2023 uh, coming to the end of this. And if, if you look on there right now, prior to us going to publication time, which would have been around the uh, 15th of June, uh, we had 45 coaches openings. Now, we've had a, a couple shifts in those type of situations right. since then. But if you look back on it, uh, in 22, there was 52. In 21, there was 50. 20 was the weirdest year of all time because it was at an eye-popping 71 coaching changes. But we documented. Wow. Wow. For a four-year or for a ten-year period, and uh, no less than at any point in time, the smallest number was in 2019, where we had a turnover rate of 43 coaches going from point A to point B. Now, granted, this is not just because of people getting burned out, guys are retiring, guys are right. stepping right. down, their kids have gone through the cycle. There's so many different factors, but I, I certainly think the, sig- the most significant factor is uh, unlike when you and I were growing up, and then of course we'll show our age here uh, because the situation is this. I mean, th- three sports, two sports, sometimes even four sports were right. pretty, uh, pretty commonplace. That's not the case anymore, and it's not the case for coaches anymore because you know everybody's trying to keep up with the Joneses, as they say, and I think that has led to some burnout. And I certainly think that uh, you know uh, I like the old days where, where the kids didn't have contact, but uh, we're trying to keep up with Florida and Texas and all those schools in the South, those states in the South, where kids are playing uh, football, uh, you know, all season long and all year long. And I think those are significant significant things that uh, has led to some of those coaching numbers and the turnover that we've seen not only with assistant coaches, but as well as with head coaches. I mean, it is a literally a twelve month uh, operation. If you you, know, you, ha- you used to have some time off, I'm not sure when a football coach gets time off nowadays because you, you know you're in workouts, uh, you're, you're doing uh, your summer practices, you're, you're, you're you know going to seven on seven camp, you're doing skills improvement, all this up and down. And I, again, I, I'm not sure when you have time to yourself and to your family as a football coach. You know, I've, I've talked with uh, half a dozen coaches during the production season of the book, and, I, and they were leaving, getting out of the business, and I asked them, why, you know, just quite frankly, why are you getting out? Well, I want to spend more time with my family. I mean, and it's, it's understandable. But, I mean, sure. I think the reality of it is, is people, if you want to be successful, if you want to keep up with the Joneses, if you want to be able to have the best facilities, and we've right. seen this. Uh, really, in the case of the last 20 years, look at uh, where we were at 20 years ago and just physical facilities themselves. Field turf was uh, becoming an idea, and now everybody's got field turf. I mm-hmm. mean, we, mm-hmm. you know, from the red fields of Edgewood High School to the, <laughs> uh, the new ones going on in Fort Wayne, and I, I can mm-hmm. tell you right now, in the Doonland Compass, where I spend my Friday nights, everybody in the Doonland Compass has field turf, and that's an entire conference that everybody plays on uh, field turf. So that's a very, very situa- interesting situation. And once again, it all comes into those factors, uh, strength and conditioning, seven-on-seven, seven, uh, off-season you know, working in the camps. Uh, and you can't fault the kids for wanting to get better, to have an opportunity to play at the next level. But if you're the right. head coach, man, you've got to be able to, at some point in time, say the most important word that you need to say, no. <laughs> 
He's Paul Condry. We're talking about high school football. All right, the Indiana Football Digest 2023 dandy dozen, as we like to refer to them. 6A, defending, two-time defending state champ, uh, Center Grove, Carroll of Fort Wayne, Cathedral, Hamilton Southeastern, Ben Davis, Warren Central, Fishers, Westfield, Penn, Crown Point, Lafayette, Jeff, and Franklin Central. Uh, a lot of familiar faces in that top 12. Yeah, there was, and you think of you just think about what Center Grove has gone through. You know that uh, you know they're not in the mick anymore. Them and uh, Carmel are having to play this very very interesting schedule. And I think one of the things that we're going to see is how will the schedule that Eric Moore's team is going to have to deal with because they're playing all over God's green earth now. When you think right. about it, St. Ed's in Ohio, Oakland, Tennessee, Louisville, Trinity, Cincinnati, Moore. Harvest Pride. Granted, those teams are at home, but still, those are teams uh, uh, of significant proportion. They only the reality of it is they only play four teams from Indiana and in their entire right. team, Lawrence Central, Pike, Lawrence North, and, and Cathedral. But you know, if they're going to win four in a row and try to do what Warren Central did, you know, a, a couple decades it seems like now ago, uh, they're going to have their work cut out for them. But I tell you what, I like what they got. And they've got it. They've got that great culture. Eric has done a tremendous job. Mm-hmm, but I, I think mm-hmm. uh, some teams to keep an eye on. Honestly, that Warren Central team. They have a very, very talented uh, junior class. The Ben Davis group is very, very good. And when you've got a quarterback like Danny O'Neill at Cathedral, right. I think you're always going to find yourself in a position to where you can uh, win a lot of football games. And, and they likewise, their schedule is uh, you know they don't take any nights off either playing the schedule that they do. So it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how 6A plays itself out. I, I am not confident that I can tell you that Center Grove is going to win four straight. I am only confident, Coach, in one thing. I, I'm going to tell you that the, the 1A state final is going to be the same as it has been for the last three years. I am that confident about right. Dave Pash's team and that right, Central right. team meeting up in Indianapolis on Thanksgiving weekend. All right, hold that thought. We're going to need to take a small break, a little scoreboard update, and we'll come back and talk about 5A through 4, uh, excuse me, 2A. Since Paul's already told you what you need to know about single A. (laughs) We'll be back with Paul Condry on Indiana Sports. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. With this Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard update, I'm Eddie Garrison. NTT IndyCar Series will be back in action tomorrow afternoon for the Big Machine Music City Grand Prix from Nashville. Looking at historical winners of that race in 2021 in the inaugural race, it was Marcus Erickson capturing the checkered flag. And then last year, it was Scott Dixon winning the race. Starting on the pole tomorrow will be Penske driver Scott McLaughlin. Uh, starting second will be Padua Ward. Colton Herda will start third. Alex Pillow, who sits atop the series championship, will start fourth. David Malukas fifth. And Ramon Grosjean will round out your Firestone Fast Six. Now, Joseph Newgarden is second in the series standings. He will start Ninth tomorrow. Green flag will drop at noon. You can watch it on NBC or on Peacock. And as well, you can listen to it on the IndyCar radio network on the the IndyCar app. 
Now, taking a look at the standings, Alex Pillow is first. As I mentioned, he has an 80-point lead over Joseph Newgarden, who is second. And then in third place is Scott Dixon. He is 120 points behind Pillow in the standings. In minor league baseball today, the Great Lakes Loons fall to the Fort Wayne Tin Caps 10-1. That was just in five innings. The Indianapolis Indians fall to the Gwinnett Stripers 5-1. And the South Bend Cubs and the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers were rained out today. Doubleheader tomorrow starting at 105. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Before the scoreboard update, we're talking with the man himself, Paul Condor, from the Indiana Football Digest Regional Radio Sports Network. Talked about 6A, Paul. 5A, Valparaiso, Snyder, Bloomington South, Fort Wayne, Northside, Whiteland, Merrillville, Castle, Harrison, and West Lafayette. Mishawaka, Bloomington North, Fort Wayne, Bishop, Dwinger, and Seymour, your top 12, the dandy dozens you like to talk about. I like the balance of this class, for heaven's sakes. This is, I like this. Yeah, this is a really, really talented group of uh, uh, teams, I think. And Valparaiso, of course, they were pretty young a year ago. Uh, the right. The Hofer kids coming back. Lyman, their quarterback, uh, their top defensive back. They're going to be very, very talented. And they found ways to win uh, in the Snyder Panthers. The team was ranked number two. Uh, knows all too much about that as they let one get away in the semi-state. But they have a solid group returning. But I think when it's all said and done, uh, you've got great balance. They're, you have teams that are athletic. You have teams like Mishawaka mm-hmm. who are just going to methodically pound you and pound you and pound you running that option. And you have teams who can throw the ball all over the yard. And I think we'll see that with uh, teams like Northside and we'll see uh, teams that, who can do those kind of things. But I think it's a a class that shows a lot of balance, and it's going to be fun to see if everybody can stay healthy, uh, That uh, who's going to be able to survive. I think I know going from the north, northern half of the tournament in, in, in 5A is a much more difficult route than I think it mm-hmm. is for the south. All right, let's go to 4A. You have uh, East Central, Evansville Wrights, Northwood, Kokomo, New Palestine, Evansville Memorial, New Prairie, Mooresville, Ron Colley, Greenfield Central, Northview, and Columbia City. Again, uh, there are a number of solid football teams in this dandy dozen. Yeah, I think uh, knowing what I know now that I probably would put Northwood at number one now because now that Nyterion Tuggle has uh, has decided that he is going to finally come back to Northwood High School. He originally told everybody in the spring that he was going to go to IMG Academy, but now mm-hmm. that he's back, he has got a uh, yeah, that is a, he's got some talented group that, as does Coach Andrews does. I look for that team to really to be able to make some noise. They play in a very competitive league, but East Central New Pals. I, they may not be as deep as they've been in the past, but they're always very, very competitive. But this is a class that shows, uh, once again, great balance, a great ability right, to be able right. to run the football as well as pass the football. You know, teams like New Prairie, who are going to want to take uh, nine minutes to move the ball down the field, and they can do those kind of things. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, they can. All right, let's talk about 3A. Bishop Chittard, Lawrenceburg, Gibson Southern, West Lafayette, Southridge, Garen Catholic, Hanover Central, Norwell, Western Boone, Monrovia, Knox, and Tri-West of Hendricks. Um, Chittard, a familiar spot for them to be ranked so highly uh, because Rob Doyle and his guys are one of the best programs around every year. 
Well, make no mistake about it. When you look at what Robbie's done, he's just won three of the last four state championships. Uh, he's done a formidable job, the former 59er. Uh, I don't care where he's coaching. He's uh, been successful. He was a successful assistant coach. And then when he took the job as the head coach, he's done nothing but had success. Mm-hmm. The Lawrenceburg team that I think has great promise, Gibson Southern, it's got some solid. And West Lafayette is about as fundamental as anybody. They've got athletes that can, can stretch the field. Garen Catholic is a team that uh, shows great promise, but I think a team like uh, Western Boone, who's uh, been a couple years in the making and a couple years since removed from having some success at the lower classes, I think uh, they're a team. And let's, once again, this is a team like Knox, the legendary Russ Radke. His right. team, they're going right. to methodically uh, take those 10-minute drives if you allow them to do that. But once again, I'd say Bishop Chittard right now is the best team going in. But once again, their schedule is very, very formidable. And you, anytime you've got to deal with that, you know, I think honestly that when you're playing the likes of Brabuff, Roncalli, Cathedral, Eric right, right. Alexandra, and blah, 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 Elder out of Cincinnati, I mean, you're going to lose some regular season games. And th- and that's that's fine with Rob Doyle because all he concerns about is once they get into the 3A tournament series, uh, are they ready to rock and roll? And they will be ready to rock and roll by the time the tournament comes around. Paul Condry with us. We're talking about high school football. You have in the Indiana Football Digest dandy dozen for 2A. Evansville Modern Day, number one. Triton Central, Lafayette Central Catholic. Eastbrook, Fort Wayne Bishop, Lures, Andrean, Eastern of Greentown, Rochester, LaVille, North Posey, LaPelle, and Heritage Christian. Some of the perennial uh, parochial school powers you have there. Uh, I, I know you like a lot about what uh, what is happening at Eastern of Greentown and Rochester uh, moving in there and uh, other teams that, that you like in that dandy dozen. Well, I tell you what, modern day it's hard. It's hard to it's hard to uh, to go against the legendary Lord of the right. Rings himself and um, uh, and Mike Gable. I spent some time with Mike uh, down at the debut of our book at the All Star Game, and of course, and one of the, the questions I always ask him, it's like, Mike, are you still enjoying what you're doing? He's like, I still love it every day, and that's the key thing. As he continues to methodically just to continue to get that program to a whole nother level, mm-hmm. they're going to be very good. I think uh, the Triton Central is a very very unique group. I love the culture right. Tim Allen has created there. I think that's a place and the Stucky kid is having a great year. Uh, I think he's going to be a real special player uh, for that group again this year. Uh, but if you look at Eastbrook, uh, Jeff Adamson, the Hall of Famer, he's the most recent uh, coach in that 300-win club. They've got a very, very talented group coming back. Central Catholic, Bishoplers, Andran, guess what? All parochial teams, all very, very talented and all have, a, have potential uh, if everything clicks to, to, to make a, a solid run, but uh, it'll be interesting to see when it's all said and done uh, how these teams uh, kind of play itself out because they all have uh, some very, very tough teams on their schedule, and once again I think it comes down to uh, how are they going to be able to play, but I, I look at that team like Eastbrook, I, once again, I mentioned them before, Hunter Wright, their defensive lineman, Gage Ingle, senior linebacker, I mean they're really, really good. They could be a team, and we've seen Jeff Adamson's team in the state championship game before, not too long ago, as a matter of fact. But right. It's going to be fun to see how this thing plays itself out. Uh, I will not tell you who's going to win the state championship in 2A because, honestly, I think it's a wide open field. <laughs> right. And 1A, 
You talked about uh, Indianapolis Lutheran, back-to-back. Adams Central, great team. Again, Sheridan, number three. Carol LaFleur, Covenant Christian, North Decatur, South Adams. Park Tudor, North Judson, St. Pierre, and uh, Triton. Providence and Tecumseh ran out your dandy dozen in single A, but those first two now, uh, they know each other. Uh, they're both capable, very capable, very solid programs in uh, Indianapolis Lutheran and Adams Central. Well, just in our preseason All-State team, Coach, in Class 1A, All-State, Jackson Willis, quarterback, Indianapolis Lutheran, Devon Jones, wide receiver, Indianapolis Lutheran. That's just uh, on the offensive side of things. If you right. look at uh, right. if you look at this 1A group, uh, a very, very talented group, Zach Worm, offensive lineman, Adam Central, another talented uh, young man playing there. Johnny Hall, linebacker. Indianapolis Lutheran. You look at uh, Trevor Curry, defensive lineman, Adams Central. So when it's all said and done, when, and then you throw in Jack Hamilton, Adams Central defensive back, there are six first-team all preseason All-State just in those uh, those between those two teams. This both these teams are absolutely loaded. They have found the the right recipe for success. And I think that they're going to be able to uh, really, really uh, make it a very, very fun year for the other teams who are trying to get to that level. But they've got their work cut out of them because those teams have been there, done that, and they've got the T-shirts and the rings to prove it. <laughs> He's Paul Condry, Hall of Famer, tremendous person, the creator of, publisher of the Indiana Football Digest. Get it at indianafootballdigest.com. Paul we're getting ready. A couple of weeks now. We'll be talking about Friday night lights around the state. Thanks for your time. Have a great week. Game on, Coach. Have a great one. Hey, thanks a lot, Paul. Paul Kinder from the Regional Radio Sports Network and the Indiana Football Digest. On the 18th of this month, that's a week from this coming Friday, opening night of high school football. We're looking forward to it. We know you are, too. Stay with us. Much more to come here on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. With this Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard update, I'm Eddie Garrison. Final scoreboard update of the night, so let's recap everything that you need to know that happened today in the world of sports. In baseball, the Chicago White Sox defeated the Cleveland Guardians 7-4, to but a fight broke out between Tim Anderson and Jose Ramirez, and here is one of the greatest calls I've heard in a while. Tim Hamilton of the Cleveland Guardians Radio Network. Head first slide, safe, and in to score is Jimenez. And another hustle double, right over the bag at first. Now Jose and Anderson square off. They're fighting, they're swinging. Down goes Anderson. Down goes Anderson. Once again, the White Sox win 7-4, but Ramirez wins the fight against Tim Anderson. The St. Louis Cardinals defeated the Colorado Rockies 6-2. The Detroit Tigers defeated the Tampa Bay Rays 4-2. The Chicago Cubs. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Defeated the Atlanta Braves today 8-6. to six. Cody Bellinger had a pair of hits. Dansby Swanson, Jamer Canlario, and Ian Happ all hit home runs. The Cubs are 57-54, and 54, and they trail the Cincinnati Reds by one game in the National League Central because Cincinnati lost today to the Washington Nationals 7-3. The Reds 
or have now lost five consecutive games, and they trailed the Milwaukee Brewers by one and a half in the NL Central. Minor League Baseball, Indianapolis Indians fall to the Gwinnett Stripers 5-1. to one. The Fort Wayne Tin Caps murder the Great Lakes Loons 10-1, to one, and the South Bend Cubs and Wisconsin Timber Rattlers were rained out today. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Brendan King joins us. South Bend Cubs rained out. What? What do we? Baseball doesn't get rained out. What? What, what happened? Did we have a monsoon? <laughs> well, uh, Coach, batting practice was canceled at about four o'clock today, and oh. it just didn't stop. Oh. It didn't stop raining. So um, no, basically it was consistently raining from four o'clock until nine o'clock, and you know obviously the goal is to get the game in, but there was just no way. And, you know, Four Winds Field, the playing surface is awesome, and it takes water very well. Right. But, you know, obviously right. when it when it storms for five hours straight, that's just uh, that's not going to happen yeah. today. You know. Yeah, and it's always as you said, it's a great place to play. Uh, it, re- it really is, and um, City of Fort Wayne, State of Indiana, ought to be proud of that facility, as they are the facility in South Bend. We're lucky to have great ballparks in our in our state. We really, really are. And those are two of the better ones. Well, yeah, and you and I got to call a couple games at another great one, Victory Field in downtown Andy for yeah. the uh, IHSA Baseball yep. State Finals. So, no, I mean, we're going to be at Parkview Field in Fort Wayne coming up here later this month, um, and a big doubleheader coming up tomorrow at Fort Wayne Field in South Bend. Uh, we'll play two to finish the series coach against Wisconsin. Finish the series. Done. Are we leading this series against Wisconsin? That's right. We've taken three of the first four. And so in a similar fashion Good. to what the Chicago Cubs are doing right now, you heard Eddie just say uh, the Cubs are a game back of the Reds. Well, the South Bend Cubs are kind of in the same realm. We're three games back of a playoff spot, and Wisconsin, one of the teams that we're chasing. Um, so a big doubleheader tomorrow, Coach. And, you know, two wins really means at the end of the day we're just about a game and a half back, uh, and that would be absolutely massive heading into a two-week road trip. It starts next week right. in Lake County, and then the second leg of the road trip, two weeks from now in Grand Rapids. So what you're talking about is we are in tournament mode. We have to approach yeah. these games as, as all tournament. We have to win. We've got to win them all. We, uh, you know, we get, if we don't win, we get eliminated. Is that the mentality? I think the mentality is winning series, Coach. Like we talked about last night. Right. In minor league baseball, series. You're, playing, right. you're, you're playing these six-game series. And right. you're going against the teams that you're battling for playoff positioning. And if you are taking four of six games on the regular, you're probably at the end of the day going to have a good shot. Not always, but most of the time you're going to put yourself in the right. right position if you are just winning series. And, Coach, tomorrow, doubleheader, we've taken three of the first four. It only takes one win for a series win, uh, and I think that has to be the approach heading into a big doubleheader tomorrow. Yeah, you're getting down. <laughs> it's. I mean, we talked about it last night. You're in a situation where – as cliched as it sounds, every game does really, really matter. You know, it's not it the does. normal talk. It, I mean, it re, these things are extremely crucial now. Absolutely. And remember, the South Bend Cubs, two of the last three years, winning a championship in each of the two championships. Coach, we were the second-half playoff team. Uh, so this team has experience right. playing in these positions. Right. And it, it's got to be a day-by-day, step-by-step approach. And as long as you're doing that, Coach, you're going to have a good shot at the end of the day. 
What do you think of the call on the fight with the uh, the White Sox oh. and the Guardians? <laughs> oh. I'm sure you've just seen amazing. it and heard it, have you not? Yeah, just amazing. <laughs> Tom Hamilton. A broadcaster's Tom dream. I mean, he, he, he's one of the great radio voices in big league ball, and uh, he, he hit it out of the park with that home run. No, no pun intended. That was great. No, he just he just got as I mentioned earlier in the night. He got elevated to iconic standard right there. Back yes. <laughs> with that call, that is a legendary call. Yes, oh man, it was it was exceptional. And uh, no, he did big league broadcasters proud with that. That was awesome. Well, you know what? He should. I, I mentioned yeah. it's reminiscent of you know Frazier, Joe Frazier. Down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. It was great. I mean, it was right on cue. I told uh, I, I told Nathaniel I could listen to it all night. All right, you got time to yeah. hang with me for this final segment? Yeah, you got to go. Perfect. Perfect. Brendan King and I'll come back on Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everybody. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Brendan King from the South Bend Cubs rained out tonight. All right, tell me who's on the hill tomorrow for their matchup. Yeah, Coach, doubleheader tomorrow. And game one, Connor Connor Nolan is going to throw. Connor ranks top five in all the Cubs farm system in strikeouts, lowest walk rate, as well as whip. Uh, He's put together some great numbers. Rookie year out of the University of Arkansas, ninth-round pick of the Chicago Cubs. He has arguably been our ace. And then game two, it's going to be Luis Devers, who was the 2022 Chicago Cubs minor league pitcher of the year last year, Coach. He was a huge reason of why we won the championship. Unfortunately, he had an off-season shoulder injury, so he continues to rehab that. We're glad to have him while he does rehab, and uh, he's been in South Bend for about a month and a half. So uh, you can say that the Cubs, we're going to have our two bests on the bump in his twin bill. And I don't don't think you can ask for much more. How about a uh, better weather forecast? That's asking for a lot more. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's true. Uh, it does look like, Coach, it's going to be a nice uh, late summer day. It looks to be in the mid-70s, so not going to be overly hot. Should be a great day to play, too. Give me a quick update on the parent club. How are the Cubs doing? Well, very well. Very, very well after another win today, uh, and this time against the Atlanta Braves. I mean, you heard Eddie say in the final scoreboard right. update of the night, you know, just a game back in the Central. I think this team is playing with confidence, especially after the trade of Jamer Candelario. Yeah, you lost a couple pretty high-profile prospects and Kevin right. Friday, our shortstop, and then DJ Hers, who won a championship with us last year. But, man, I think Candelario plays an amazing role at both corners. So you can play first or third on any given day. And then, you know, Cody Bellinger is playing like – an MVP again. Ian Happ has been terrific. Uh, the starting rota- the starting pitching has been outstanding. You know, Javier Assad threw today, right. Coach. Right. And Assad was our 2018 opening day starter in South Bend. So that brings back some good wow. memories. We had him way back, and, you know, he threw very well today against the Braves. So I think guys young and older teaming up and playing very well for the Cubbies. And obviously, Coach, the only thing is you gotta you got to keep up this pace. And to me, that's what this ball club needs to learn how to do, so we'll see how they do it over the next month or so. Man, I want to be you in my next life. That, this is the life I want. That's it, It's good to be Brendan King, is it not? Uh, well, I love you, Coach, and I do want to say Indiana Sports Talk is being added to WSBT Radio on Friday nights this fall. So we're first couple weeks of football season, we're going to go from right. South Bend Cup right. baseball to WSBT Radio Indiana Sports Talk here in South Bend. Going to be cool. 
Well, thanks for giving away the uh, the news. I was going to announce it in the <laughs> late. I was going to do it next week, but it's a cat's already out of the bag. I just uh, I got the message earlier this week, and I was I was thrilled. There, you know, there are iconic stations around the state. That's one of them uh, that you're, you're thrilled to have as part of your network. And we we uh, will try not to disappoint people. So. And as long as we have you, I think we've got a shot at it. All right, have a great weekend, Brendan King. Thanks for the call. And as always, love what you do, love you, and love everything about it. So have fun tomorrow and go Cubs. Love you, Coach. Talk to you soon. Thanks so much. My thanks to Brendan King and our other guests. Thanks to Nathaniel Finch, Eddie Garrison. Thanks to our great stations around the state. And to you, all of you who have listened to us all these years, thanks so much. You make it possible for us. This is.